0: It's like herding cats, you know. I did it all week. Praise the Lord. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have a, a girls' group stay and they'll sing uh, in just a second. But it's good to see everyone this morning. Praise the Lord. Hope you're enjoying the service. Uh, we have done this service for years, uh, but we used to do it on Sunday nights. And so a couple years ago, Pastor Mucher came to me and said, uh, Brother T, did you mind? Could, could we do that uh, on a Sunday morning? Same thing. Don't do anything different. But Sunday morning, so everybody, the whole church family could see it, because they're missing out, and I said, we can do that, and we did it that first year, and Pastor Mucher said, TJ, that's the best service we've had all year, and ever since then, on Sunday morning when we get back to camp, we take some time uh, to get to hear from our young people, we got so many that can't even find a seat over here right now, and uh, we love, we love getting to be a part of this service, and I hope. Um, it'll be a blessing to you. First and foremost, I want to thank you, church family. Uh, thank you for those who are praying. This morning I came to 830 service. One of our adult ladies said, I've been praying all week for those young people. Thank you for your prayers. We, we needed those, and God did show up. We're grateful for that. Uh, we want to thank those that, that gave financially, sacrificially, to help a young person get to camp, um, to get our buses to camp. Um, and, and thank you so much for doing that. I want to thank our adult counselors. Camp doesn't happen without counselors who are willing to take off work and go be a part of it. So thank you, counselors. Some of them you'll get to hear from uh, this morning. And then I had to thank my wife because every single year uh, during camp, we got married August 2nd, ninth year anniversary this year. And just like every year, it's spent where I'm in a cabin with a bunch of our guys. She's in a cabin with a bunch of our girls. I say, happy anniversary. See you later. Because we are at camp. And she allows me to do that every year. Thank you. Um, At this time, uh, we are going to see a video. Video, is that all right, Brother Colby? Brother Colby's like, are you sure you want that? I don't know. Uh, We're going to watch a quick video. Uh, This is a recap of the week of camp. In this video, you're going to see chaos, craziness. Good luck. Here we go. I'm working hard. I'm walking with God. When you give me a job, the job gets done. Do you really believe that we're trying to go and coerce you to ruin in your life? It's the exact opposite. We're really trying to help your life. And then they're going to go to your bank and say, you know what? You're right. You have proven that you're trustworthy. Freedom comes from trust. Trust comes responsibility. I think it would be good if we start with an invitation. What keeps you from
1: following God? Peter, you can have your fish. Peter, you can have your life. You can have all this up there and go fish for men. It didn't take Peter long to say, You know
2: something? I
1: want to serve him.
2: And he forsook all.
0: This is why we are here. And tonight, if it was for nothing else, but for those that just got saved. Amen. I don't have anything to say after that video. It's just chaos. Amen. Uh, The girls are going to sing here. people, if you would, if you're sharing a testimony this morning, if you'd line up over here on my right, and uh, we're going to get to hear from some of the young people some of the decisions they made. Uh, while they're lining up, uh, I'm just going to very quickly, uh, they, they heard 15 different sermons from about six different men of God from around the country who showed up, and so truthfully, they got huh, a couple months' worth of preaching, uh, almost six or seven hours in a service a day, um, and of course, it was just amazing. By the way, nothing you'll hear this morning will do it justice to experience the presence of God falling on a building. Um, we'll do our best this morning, but it's truly amazing. We had one of the services, an invitation started, no one had preached. About 20 or 30 minutes, young people poured down the aisles and just prayed and talked with God. It was just unbelievable. You can't explain it. It's just supernatural. Um, but we're going to do our best. Uh, so what I'm going to do is very quick, I'm going to just read through the messages they heard Because sometimes they'll say, I made a decision, this, and you're like, I don't know what that means, okay? Uh, It was from a message they heard, and they made a decision. Um, On Monday night, they heard a message entitled, Launch Out. And he looked at a verse uh, where it says, At thy word, I will. In other words, when God says to do something, do it, do it. Um, That night, they also heard a message on the prodigal son. But it wasn't about the prodigal son, it was about his older brother, who when spiritual things were happening around him, he wasn't involved in those things and to be happy about God doing stuff in our lives. Uh, On Tuesday, they heard a message on setting up boundaries in your life to avoid sin. Uh, They heard a message entitled, Nevertheless. Uh, They heard a message entitled, Steps to Death, looking at how temptation leads to lust, lust leads to sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death into our lives. Powerful message. They heard a message Tuesday night also Uh, on Matthew 17, the Mount of Transfiguration. On Wednesday, they heard a message on getting back to Jesus. Uh, They heard a message on entitled Identity Crisis and just uh, knowing our identity and what the Bible says about who we are. Uh, They heard a message on Wednesday as well, uh, Freedom, Trust, and Responsibility, and how if you want the freedom that you want, you have to show that you are trustworthy and responsible with what you've been given. Um, They also heard a message how that Jesus brings death to life and that Jesus can make your life alive. Uh, Thursday they heard a message on liberty. They heard a message on how to live pure in this world. Thursday night they heard a message entitled John 3.16. You can guess what that was about. Um, They heard a message uh, entitled conquering your chaos. Conquering your chaos. Living for God, even though you might be going through some interesting things from the life of Joseph. And then on Friday morning, they heard a message entitled, Our Identity in Christ, and what it means to be a Christian. It was a great week. They're going to go very quick. Teenagers, look at me. Whoa. Look at them all, ladies and gentlemen. Hope, hope you're not hungry. Amen. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have them come up one at a time. Teenagers, if you would, don't be scared of the mic. Okay? Too close. Too far. Talk very clearly and quickly, okay? Uh, If you would, tell us your name, what grade you're in, and then in about 15 seconds or less, no longer, uh, what that spiritual decision is, and are you excited to hear some testifying this morning? Okay. Come on up. First, I won't say your name, that would ruin it, so come on up. I'll let you introduce your own name.
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Carson Kidwell, and I'm going into 12th grade this year. Uh, this year was my second to last year, and I made, uh, I think, about three different decisions that hopefully will change my life. Uh, I think one of my first ones was to be a better uh, soul winner, and uh, whenever I see anyone, just to like talk to them about God, give them the choice to accept or say no, uh, have better boundaries in life. Uh, so I can just do better for Christ and to be a better leader for these younger ones. man!
2: Hello, my name's JT. I'm going into ninth grade. And man, it was a great year at camp. Many servants, many different decisions. And, but the main one that stuck out is I want to live um, a better life and to be a better Christian and
4: live out John 3.16. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers, too. <laughs>
2: Um, my name is Owen Walker. I'm going to an eleventh grade. I'll skip the context uh, for time, but uh, we heard we heard a bit of a story and an illustration of uh, Jesus. Um, Let me my thoughts. He uh, he delivered somebody from a demon. All right, uh, he healed them and helped them. Uh, and when it came time after he was healed, he said, "Jesus, I really want to go with you." Uh, but Jesus told him no. And when we were talking about that story, Brother Teacher to go, t- told me to go and find what Jesus said to him. Uh, we find that in Mark five nineteen. He said, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and have had compassion on thee. Um, and I resonate with that a lot because um, I want to go do something great for God, but I understand that that might not be the step that God has for me right now. So I don't want to miss... Um, this opportunity where I'm surrounded by friends, and I'm just able to share the compassion uh, and the joy that God's given me in my life. Um, so I, want, I don't want to forsake uh, this church and the place I have right now. So I'm thankful for all you guys, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. Thank you.
5: Amen!
6: My name is Wesley Vestal, and this, this is actually my third year as a counselor. And let me tell you, nothing will change your life more than spending a week with 16 7th and 8th graders in a small That's cabin. And it was amazing. We had a great time. Me and Brother Connor, I think we were suffering for the Lord a little bit. But uh, one decision that I made, and there were many of them, I'll just mention one. One of the preachers was talking about the amount of time that he spends with the Lord. And I was challenged by that because I feel like I'm consistent, but sometimes there can be, you know, maybe a couple more minutes that I can spend with the Lord. That way I can be more recharged and be able to help others. Also, I want to praise the Lord that we had three teens from Malala, from the van route that came to camp, Two of them got saved, and one is getting baptized today. So just praise the Lord for that.
0: Hello, I'm Justice. I'm um, 19. Just graduated from the school here. Uh, at camp, God was really touching my heart about the power of prayer, so I just made a decision to be better at praying and hopefully pray without ceasing.
2: Hi, my name is Andrew Park. I'm going into 10th grade, Uh, and before I start, I just want to thank Brother TJ, Brother Derek, and Brother Cameron, and all the counselors who sacrificed themselves and helping with teens. And also, I'm really thankful for you guys that were supporting us and praying for us. Uh, It's second year to be in my Mount Zion teen camp, and this year I have decided to stay at church in my entire life, and I decided to close the window of temptation. Thank you. Uh, hello, my name is Ryan Vestal. I was very thankful to be able to go to camp this year. Uh, two of the main decisions I made uh, at camp was Monday night. He was talking about when you go to church, um, don't go um, and let it get old, and don't just go through the motions every time you go to church. When you go to church, just be a celebration. So just make sure that every time we go to church, it's not just going through the motions and just something we have to get through. And then on Thursday night, I settled my salvation. I got my reassurance.
7: Good morning, everyone. My name is Eric Lee, and I'm a tenth grade. Uh, I got uh, two decisions uh, from my first camp. Uh, my first decision is uh, do not overcome temptation. Uh, temptation leads you to the wrong way, and it also makes you to sin. So you should make some boundary boundary uh, to against uh, temptation. And the second decision is. Uh, Brother Scott talked about the story about the girl uh Brother Scott met the girl with her friends in pub in the public, and she w- she was kind of trying to ignore him because she doesn't want to go to church anymore and she wants to ignore jesus christ and yeah, and so it was so sad because. It is kind of similar in the story of Bible. The Paul, he trying to ignore Jesus Christ, and he said he doesn't even know who is Jesus Christ. And I doubt it is really wrong. We should we should remind who is Jesus Christ is, and we should uh, think Jesus Christ is our savior. Thank you so much.
2: Morning. My name is Mason Mitchell. I am going to twelfth grade, and a decision I made was from a message from Pastor Tim Rule about temptation and how it can lead to different paths. I the decision I made was decided to stay close to God and close all paths of temptation, entanglement, um, lust, sin, and then eventually death. Because I have so much life ahead of me, and so I guess still things I need to explore, and so I'm deciding to close the path to temptation. Hello, my name is Tony Malucci, and I'm going to be a senior. Uh, one of the decisions I made was uh, to close the doors that lead to sin, and the other one uh, was to stay in church for the rest of my life. Well, hi, my name is Justin. I'm going to 10th grade, and this is my second year to Mountaine's Baptist Camp, and I made two decisions. One of them is was I live, like, selfishly this year. I want to live more sacrificially, and secondly, I want to give God my life and follow God's way. Thank you. Hello, my name is Andrew, and I made a couple decisions this uh, camp, and one that really touched my heart
6: was when Pastor Gray was talking about uh, that he never talked to his brother about salvation, and he talked to him one night, and they both shared their
2: testimonies, And that really touched me that I don't know most of my cousins and that I don't know if they're actually saved. So that really touched me to uh, speak more to my cousins and to share the gospel with them. Uh, My name is Vinny Malucci. I'm going into ninth grade. I made a couple decisions through our camp. One was to repaint some boundaries in my life and to make sure I don't cross them. The other was to never leave church.
8: Hi, my name is Charles, and I made a few decisions in the camp. And first is to avoid the temptation, and second is to go to the church every Sunday. Thank you.
1: Hello, my name is Mia, and I'll be junior this year. And this was my second time to go to camp. And he was grateful to be there, heard powerful sermons, and I enjoyed all the activities that we played. And my favorite part was devotion time with my friends. Um, It was meaningful to share what we have learned and um, new decisions to become a better Christian. So um, I'm looking forward to go next year as well. Thank you.
9: Um, Hi, my name is Haley. I'm going into 10th grade, and this year at camp I made two main decisions. The first one was to really step up and be a leader with the youth group and to just be an example. And then the second one was to really just pray for my friends more and try to help them with their spiritual walk with God and really just reach out, especially to those who've, like, gone away from church and have, like, strayed away from God. So, yeah.
4: Hi, my name is Jora. I'm going into 10th grade. And um, this was my first year at team camp, and I had a lot of fun. One of the decisions I made was to, like, follow um, with, like, God and stuff like that, because sometimes I get, like, far away. So just keep the fire for God and, like, keep God's will for my life, because I don't want to miss all on that. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jamie. I would like to share my decision from team camp. I am thankful for the friends who prayed with me and cried for me during camp. I have decided to become a great Christian who cares about others, just like my friends. I will begin praying for others. Thank you.
9: My name is Sarah Gardner, and as you've heard, Teen Camp really is such an impactful week for every person that gets to go, and I'm so thankful that God allowed me to be able to make it this year. Um, The spirit amongst our group was just absolutely amazing. Um, They were honestly so open to what God had for them and the Holy Spirit's leading, and I know as a church family, many of you helped. provide ways for the teens to go and I'm thankful for that and I know that you have been very proud of how they responded to the Lord this week. Um, A decision that I made was um, or a good reminder for myself um, even as an adult one of the speakers mentioned several times about bringing your excitement from camp back to your church and so I was just um, reminded to make sure that every church service that I'm so excited and every ministry that I'm involved in because God has a purpose for that.
10: Hi, my name is Tibo, and I decided to have Christ into my heart.
2: Yeah, that's it. Hi, my name is Abby, and I'm gonna be a junior this year. And two of the main decisions that I made was when one of the preachers was talking about freedom, trust, and responsibility, and I realized that I am um, want all this freedom, but
4: I have not shown. That I deserve it, and so I want to work on that. And the second thing is, um, even if my friends leave church, I still need to pray
2: and to keep telling them to come back because you never know who's going on behind you. And prayer does work. Thank
7: you. My name is Adrian Thomas. I'm going into tenth grade, and I made two decisions to stay in church no matter what, and I got saved too. Oh hi, my name is Ethan Yun, and I'm going to tenth grade. And this was my first time to go to camp, and I learned two things: first, freedom always requires a uh, responsibility, and second, Jesus will always be me my entire life. Thank you.
1: Hi, my name is Omar, and um, I made two decisions in camp: one um, to pray
10: more, and then another one is to be more responsible.
7: Hi, my name is Alex Thomas. I'm going into ninth grade. Um, Something I learned, or two decisions I made, was to let go of the old sin and temptation that I used to have and also to bring the fire that we had at the camp back and just be happy and proud of God wherever I go. So, yeah, thank you. Hi, my name is Jeff Kim. going into ninth grade. I made a couple decisions at camp. First one was... Get rid of things that can get myself into temptation. And the second one was set some more founders in my life. Thank you. Uh,
2: my name is Jaden. I'm going into 11th grade, and the decision I made was to pray more.
4: Amen. My name is Hayden Summers, and I'm going into 9th grade, and I made two decisions. Well, I made a lot more decisions than that, but the two main ones that I made was to close a lot of the windows that lead to temptation, if all that I can, um, and to be a better Christian. Hi, my name is Jordan Maldonado. I made a couple decisions at camp, and it's to close the window of temptation when it's there, and also to be a better Christian. Good morning. My name is Jet Walker, and I uh, made the decision to follow Jesus, and uh, nevertheless, at thy word, I will. Amen.
6: Hey, I just wanted to mention very quickly, it was, a, it was an amazing thing to be able to go to camp this year. Uh, first, thanks to my wife for allowing me to get to go to camp. We have our baby coming very soon, so I was only a call away. So props to, to Becca there. But man, what a phenomenal year! And I was challenged in a couple of different ways right off the bat. Uh, Pastor Gray, the main speaker, really just emphasized, you know, bringing excitement to church, and you know, going to church all the way growing up. It's very, it's very easy to kind of get into a rhythm of things. Um, but he just really emphasized the joy that Christ brings. And that's when we come together as believers on Sundays, it's a time to be joyful. It's okay to have a good time. You know, it's it's okay to get excited. Uh so that was challenging to me. One thing I'll just say this very quickly to brag on our young people. Uh I, I don't know if it was Tuesday or Wednesday night, Pastor Gray mentioned really almost offhand. He just mentioned about, you know, if you have a friend, if you have a buddy, and God is dealing with them and they go to the altar, there should be never there should never be someone in your group that goes down to the altar to pray by themselves. And I was so proud of, of the young people in our church from that moment on. It, w- it really was an amazing thing to watch. As soon as someone, you know, was going to go forward and pray, you'd have two or three other people from our group that would come up, pray with them, just say, hey, I'm there for you. What do we need? What do we need to pray for? And that was an encouragement. We've got a great group of teens, and I know I know we know that, but what encouraging they were to me this week.
3: Hi, my name is Lania. I'm going to be a senior this year.
4: I made a lot of decisions at camp. But I'm just going to mention one. I decided that I want to be a better godly
3: example to my younger brother and the rest of the girls in youth group.
0: Also, there's a Bible memory time. They have an hour as a, and they have to memorize a whole bunch of verses. Lania Hoxie was the Bible memory champion this week.
2: My name is Jenny, and I'm going into seventh grade. It was my first time going to teen camp, and I made two decisions. First, I decided not to be embarrassed being a Christian in front of my friends. And I also decided to invite my friends to church. Thank you.
4: Hello. My name is Lina, and at the teen camp, I decided to be a good Christian, such so as making sure that I'm not doing anything wrong. Also I chose to pray more and talk to God. Thank you. Hi, my name is Tegan Leppold. I'm going into eighth
2: grade and my decision was to trust Jesus as my savior this week at camp on Monday with my counselor Miss Anna. She helped me accept Jesus as my savior and I'm going to make better choices and help others save help save others just like how I was saved. Amen.
9: Hi, I'm Anna Bushy. I had the privilege of going as a counselor for two years in a row now. And one thing I really enjoyed was watching new friendships build amongst our own teens. And another thing is um, I'm just really proud of all the teens in our group that made decisions. And one thing that I wanted to do was pray for them to follow through and keep the decisions that they made. And I wanted to thank you as a church family for allowing most of these teens to go. Hi, my name is Sarah Young, and I'm going into 12th
1: grade this year. Um, I made a couple decisions. Um, The first one is when I'm praying, um, when I don't see that God is working, not to give up and think that, oh, he's not going to answer my prayers, but to continue and to stay strong in prayer. And then the second one is to be careful in the words I use because, um, like uh, Pastor Tim Rule said, you don't know. You're, you could be the last person that the pers- uh, they hear, and they could kill themselves. So be careful in what you say, because you could hurt
4: somebody. That's right. Uh, my name is Alicia, and I'm going into eighth grade, and this was my first year attending camp. Um, I didn't know that being around obnoxious teenagers would be so touching, but... <laughs> But um, I learned that being around the right people are very important, and I'm, I decided to um, find right friends and be a good friend to others. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jenna. I'm going to 10th grade. One of the decisions I made was to be a leader in the youth group and in my family because I'm the oldest. Because I'm going, to be leaving, uh, I'm going to be leaving in a couple of years, so I want to be that example for my siblings. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm, I'm going to be a junior this year. I made a whole lot of decisions, so I'm going to try to read them really quickly. Um, I made a decision to be a leader, not only in our youth group, but also in our school, um, to never get over the awestruck wonder of God. And to make God my number one priority and never stop praying through, with him throughout the day and just having him with me 24-7. To stay pure and stand up for God and in the midst of a filthy world. And to always be looking to witness. I gave my life to, um, I've given my life to Christ throughout the years, and I just can't wait to see what he has in store for my life.
9: Hi, my name is Audrey, and I'm a recent graduate from high school. Um... One underlining theme
4: that I saw throughout all of the sermons was just to never forget how good God is and to never
9: forget how amazing he is and not to forget the power of him. And when our minds are on how just amazing he is, then the excitement that we have at the camp meetings and all these youth rallies we go to, we can bring it back to the church and we can be just as excited here, but you can't fake a smile. So without God, there is no excitement. So not only to forget ex- not only to bring the excitement back from camp, but just to never forget how good God is.
10: Hi, my name is Lily. I'm going into ninth grade this year. Um, I made two decisions this year. One was, so I'm the oldest in my family. I have three little brothers. One was to just really step up into that leader role because I'm going to leave for for college in four years, and I want to leave them with the right tools, to be good, godly, Christian young men when I leave. And another one was to just um, be more outgoing, and when I see a new face in the crowd, just go and talk to them and meet them and just get to know them. I realized that at camp because there were so many girls I see every Sunday morning, but I didn't know their name, I didn't know who they were, and it just prompted me to get to know them more. Hello,
4: my name is Shelley, and this is the ninth year that I've been able to go as a counselor. Um, and every year just gets better and better, and this year obviously is no different. Um, one of the sermons that Pastor Will preached that a lot of the kids mentioned was um, the closing of the window um, before temptation comes in, which leads to um, eventually would lead to death. But he made one comment um, and kind of geared it toward the counselors and the youth leaders was um, oftentimes we we don't pray for a young person until they get close to the death part Um, we should take the time and start praying for them now before that window of temptation even opens and a lot of the kids have mentioned that they want to be a better christian that they want to get closer to god and i took the challenge and i challenge each of you to pray for the young kids now go and ask them what their decision was and write it down and start praying that they keep that decision now and that they stay close to God now before that window even opens. Thank you so much for allowing the teens to go.
10: Hello, my name is, my name is Michael Sonic, and I'm going into eighth grade. And one of the decisions I made was to close the window and also to be a better example to my little brother. Thank you. Hello, my name is
2: Cody Mitchell, and I'm going into eighth grade. And one of the decisions I made at camp is to follow God no matter what and change your decisions and make boundaries. Thank you.
4: Hi, my name is Hannah, and this I'm going to 7th grade, and this year at camp I made two decisions. One is to never stop going to church, no matter if my friends drop out. Just keep going. And the second one is to be a better leader and example to my younger siblings. Hi, my name is Ellie Munsterman, and I'm going into 7th grade. This is my first year at camp, and I made three important decisions. To glorify God in the good times and in the bad times, the second one is to set boundaries between good and uh, people that are not following Jesus. And the third one is to not serve God for the wrong reasons.
10: Hello, my name is Kristen Vestal, and... Camp was challenging for me. I I go to camp because it's amazing, and I love to be there to help. But God speaks to my heart, too. And I was reminded this week in one of the messages when he was talking about a time and a place, whether it was your time and a place for salvation, or maybe it was a time and a place where you made a decision for God. And it took me back to when I was 12 years old, and I made a decision for God. Whatever you want, God, I'll do it. And I was reminded that all of these decisions you're hearing today— are from 12-year-olds that were just like me at one time or another. And that decision at 12 has changed my life. So pray for these kids. Also, um, Pastor Gabe mentioned that, um, a quote, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will, from the Bible. And I was reminded and challenged that even at my age, when God speaks, I will. When God talks to my heart about something that needs to change, I will. And I want to have a heart that's open for his leading.
4: Hi, my name is Summer. I am in ninth grade, and this year I made two decisions. The first one was to um, try my best to not believe the lies that Satan tries to tell me and stay away from his temptations. And the second one was to be a better leader for all my younger friends that follow me. Hi, my name is Lily, and I'm going into eighth grade. I made about four decisions, but one of the decisions I made was to follow Jesus and to try to be as much like Him as I can, and to just be a good Christian and walk in righteousness.
2: Hi, my name is Natalia Kiblo, and I am going into ninth grade. And two of the decisions I made is to stay in church even though none shall follow, and to share God's Word and to love God more than I did. Thank you.
4: Hello, my name is Matthew Peterson, and I'm going into eighth grade, and my major decision I made was that I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hi, my name is Isabella Percival, and I'm going into 7th grade, and the two decisions that I made this week was to be more responsible and to be a better daughter. Thank you.
10: Hi, my name is Joseph, and one of the decisions I made is to stay out of temptation, because temptation will lead to sin, and sin will lead to death.
5: My name is Cameron Howell. It was an honor and privilege to drive one of the buses down. And uh, every morning while the teens are getting preached at, so are the workers in a different session. Um, And I wish I had time to unpack all that we were taught. Um, But the one thing that stood out to me this week that was a reminder for me and uh, something that the Lord's been working on my heart about is uh, Pastor Gray modeled a reliance on the Holy Spirit and a a desire to follow the Lord as he led. Um, And that's something that I walked away from camp asking myself, how different would my life be? if I followed the Lord the way that Pastor Gray does. So God's been
0: working on me about that. Very quickly this morning, if you would get your Bibles out, I know what time it is. And usually if the preacher says, get your Bibles out, and it's already noon, we're in big trouble, right? This morning, 8.30, I've already preached, okay? I, I was about 10 minutes. Can we handle 10 minutes this morning? Luke chapter 24 And I want to look at that. By the way, I do have to explain a little context. If you're wondering why some of our preacher boys were doing this little weird hand thing, that's because Pastor Scott Gray, when he gets really excited in his preaching, he will do a little stomp, stomp, and then he just flicks his wrist and says, he doesn't even say amen, I don't even know what he says. That was actually fairly good right there. Uh, Good job, Mason. Please don't do that when I preach, though, I'll be scared. And uh, So anyway, that's what them preacher boys are doing And they're excited. Anyway, here we go, Luke chapter 24. Thank you so much for, like I said, if you're a visitor or you're new to our church, it's not new to to most of us, but it's a very unique service, and I thank you for being here and sitting through that. Teenagers, thank you for being willing to share uh, what God is doing in your life. I want to look at Luke chapter 24, famous story, but most people, most of us, maybe don't know every detail of this story. Uh, It's in Luke chapter 24. I want to read verses start in verse 13. We'll read some verses this morning. My ten minutes does not start until I'm done reading the verses. Everybody understand, okay? Colby, I see you. He's got a literal... Ti- no, no, no. Pause the timer, okay? Pause the timer. Verse 13. The Bible says, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus. If you remember the, the story leading up, Jesus Christ has died on the cross for the sins of the world. He's been in the grave three days, but he has risen. Amen. It's not there anymore. The ladies have been there. They've seen it. They saw the angel. Peter himself went. The tomb is empty. Now there's these two men. And they're walking down the road to Emmaus. Emmaus, the Bible says uh, here in this verse, three score furlongs. That's about seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. I googled that this morning. It'd be like walking to Home Depot, Oregon City from the church. It's about seven and a half miles. And so that's about the distance they're walking. And as they're walking, look at the next verse. The Bible says they talked together of all these things, which had happened. What things? Well, the death of Christ, the disappearance of the body of Christ. Everybody, talk, everybody is talking in Jerusalem about what just happened. It's public death, and now public, everybody knows the body's gone. It's not there. So they're talking about this. Verse 15. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned. Oh, I love it. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16, but their eyes were holden that they should not know him. I believe these guys would have noticed Jesus. I I think they knew him. They certainly knew his face, but yet God is not wanting it to be revealed who it is. They just know here's a guy. Our, our, Our duet is now a trio walking down the road. Verse 17, and he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye uh, have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? And hast not known the things which are come to pass during these days? He, he's, he's shocked. How can you be in Jerusalem and not know what's going on? He doesn't understand that. Verse 19, and he said unto them, what things? Jesus is playing dumb here. Of course, he knows. He just wants to see what, what they know. And talking with them here. Go to verse 20. The Bible says "And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Verse 21, he says, But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Verse 22, Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive and certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so, as the women had said. But him they saw not. They go into the story. He, Jesus was in Jerusalem. He's been crucified. How do you not know this? And, and, and he, he's not in the grave anymore. The ladies saw it. The disciples saw it. What's going on? Look at Jesus' answer. Verse 25. Then he said to them, O oh, fools. Oh, don't you just love being called a fool? Okay. O oh, fools and soul of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him saying, abide with us. For it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Let's have a quick word of prayer. We're going to look at this verse. Ten minutes officially starts. Dear Lord, we love you. Please help us this morning. I just ask you, would, Lord, it's already been a wonderful service. And if we, we didn't even go further, we'd all already leave blessed. But we don't want to leave your word out this morning. And so help us to learn something from scripture this morning. In your precious name, amen. No doubt, this was a spiritual moment for these men. I wrote this down. Let's see if we can follow the train of thought. Let's read the verse first. The Bible says, In beginning at Moses and all the prophets, verse 27, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures concerning himself. Now think about this. To hear the written word being explained by the living word about what the written word says about the living word. How many followed it? Okay, half of you. To hear... God's Word being told by Jesus, God in flesh, about what God's Word says in the Old Testament about Jesus, God in flesh. Was there a greater sermon ever preached? I doubt it. And yet these two guys maybe get one of the one-on-two, the one person talking to two, spiritual talk that is recorded in the Bible. Talk about a spiritually amazing moment, right? How many wish they could have been in that group walking down that road to me? I, said, I wish I could be there. Someday we'll be in heaven. We'll get to talk to them about that, I believe. Spiritual moment. Unbelievable. And of course, after this spiritual moment, would you look at a few verses over? We didn't quite get there, verse 32. And they said one to another, after they realized it was Jesus, they said one another, Did not our heart burn within us? When they heard Jesus talking about, His word, their hearts were burning inside of them. Have you ever been there where you've had a spiritual moment? And after that spiritual moment, God was working inside of your heart. Maybe it was a sermon that you heard and that preacher got up and he preached it. As God's word was preached, man, it just in your heart, God was moving in your heart. It was a spiritual moment followed by that feeling of living for God inside of you. Of course, when that happens, the next normal thing for any believer to do after having a spiritual moment with God and having our hearts stirred is we have to do something about it, right? The Bible tells us that these two men, after realizing it was Jesus, they did not go to sleep that night. The Bible says they walked all the way back to Jerusalem, seven miles late at night to go tell, to go tell someone that they had met with Jesus. And when they had that spiritual moment and their hearts were stirred, they had to do something about it. Are you with me this morning? We've all been there having spiritual moments in our lives. For instance, if you're saved this morning, you had a spiritual moment. The moment the, the young lady sang about it. The moment that Jesus Christ came into your heart and changed you forever. It was hell but now it's heaven. It was a sinner, but now we're saved. It was dirty, but now I'm washed as white as snow. Whoa, what a spiritually amazing moment. Are you with me this morning? If you've ever been baptized, what a spiritual moment that was when you were able to walk into some water in front of the congregation and tell everyone and show everyone that Jesus Christ saved Me. And now I'm publicly going to get in some water and I'm going to get dunked, baptizo, immersed in the water as a picture of Jesus Christ. It is my first step of obedience to the God that I'm now going to serve. What a spiritual moment. Correct? We've all sat in a preaching service, no doubt, where we had God work in our hearts. And it stirred our hearts and we wanted to do something. That is these young people right here, by the way, this morning. And by the way, when God does something in your heart, you want to tell someone. Did they not just get up in front of all of you? Now, I know you're not the scariest crowd I've ever seen. But for them, some of them look pretty scared, by the way. I'm actually scared right now, okay? You're willing to do something after that spiritual moment. God stirs your heart. You want to share. We all understand a spiritual moment. If you ever had an answer prayer... ...anybody ever had an answer prayer this morning? You understand what it means... ...to get on your hands and knees... ...and beg God for something. And God comes through. And when He comes through... ...no one else on this earth might know... ...but you. But it was a spiritual moment... ...and you were stirred in your heart... ...knowing that God answered the prayer... ...that I just prayed. Spiritual moments. And you see that in the story. But this morning... So often, I think as believers, we miss an important part of this story. You want to see it? Look at verse number 29. The Bible says this, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. They walk down the road, and their hearts are burning. They don't even know this is Jesus, right? But they know what this guy is saying is truth. And it's the greatest thing they've ever heard. And it's burning inside of them. And they get to the house. They get to the place in Emmaus. And they make this statement. Abide with us. That word abide means to live or to dwell. I think simply put, in our English today, we might use this word. To stay with us. Hey, don't keep walking down the road. Come in our house with us. By the way, they do mention maybe politeness. And maybe you're here this morning and say, well, they're just being polite. It's getting laid out. I don't believe it was just that. I believe that as they talk to this man, their hearts are burning inside of them. And they didn't want the conversation to stop. Have you ever been in a conversation like that? You didn't. They did not want it to stop. They wanted it to continue. And so they say, hey, come Abide with us. And I'm here to tell you this morning, the Christian life is exactly that. It is filled with spiritual moments, but the Christian life is not called the Christian moment. It's called the Christian life. Which means that on my Christian journey, certainly there are some high spots. Certainly there are some mountaintop moments. But God cares what comes next. When I come down from the mountain like Moses after spending 40 days with God, what comes next? Because we're all here this morning very aware that you can have a spiritual high point here immediately followed by big problems if you're not careful. Peter experienced that, did he not? Oh, Peter, you got that answer from, from God, my father. Five, five verses later, get the behind me Satan? Whoa! Whoa! See, the Christian life is not lived just where I have a good day here and then the rest are bad. No, no, no. It's an everyday thing. Jesus, will you stay with me? Salvation was a moment. But when Jesus saved you, was he done with you? Is he done with me? Well, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. That's it. Good luck. Have fun in life. No, no, no. He wants to walk with me every single day. He wants to stay with me, and I want him to stay uh, with me as well. Preaching. Boy, we hear a great message, and it stirs our heart. We're having a spiritual moment. But are you going to live what the preacher preached on Monday morning? Are you going to share it with a co-worker on Tuesday? Are you going to come back ready and fueled for Wednesday night church? It stirred your heart, certainly. But the Christian life is not just a moment. It's the entire thing. Prayer. Oh, he answered a prayer one time. Praise the Lord, but did you know we're supposed to pray without ceasing and pray every single day? Teenagers, you went to camp. Most of you, if not all of you, God spoke to to you about something. But don't think that God is still on the mountaintop in California. He's actually right here with you now. And if you'll let him, he'll go home with you today. And he'll walk by your side this week. Will you have Jesus stay and abide with you? This morning I wrote down just one one question and a statement. This morning, will you abide every day with Christ or will you let Jesus keep walking down the road of life without you? They didn't have to ask him to stay. Jesus wouldn't have made himself stay, by the way. But they decided and made a decision. "Will Will you come in with us? We don't want the road to end. We want to continue being with you. We want to continue talking with you. I don't know about you this morning, Christian. I don't want Jesus just to meet with me. I want him to stay with me. And when I leave this service this morning, I want to take him with me to my home. take him with him, to take, take Jesus with me to work. Take Jesus with me in, in my marriage, to take Jesus with me as I raise my kids. I don't just want my Christianity to be a moment. I want it to be a lifestyle and a lifetime. This morning, some of you need to make that decision that I want Jesus to stay and abide with me when I'm in church or even when I'm at home. When I'm at church, no, not just at church. When I'm at work as well. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? With heads bowed, eyes closed, in just a second, we're going to have an invitation. An invitation is very simple. For those of you that might be new to our church, the piano will play in just a second. And when that happens, it's time to make a decision. You heard. Hey, we have a whole bunch of young people with spiritual life going on. They made decisions this week. During that invitation, if you're here this morning and God is speaking to you about a decision you need to make, it's time to do business with God. Don't go home when God is speaking to you about a decision not having made the decision that you know God wants you to when that piano plays, you'll have an opportunity to put feet. You say, why do, you, why do we have people come forward, Brother TJ? Well, it's because we believe putting feet and action to a decision in your heart. I have personally found that people who stay in their pew and make a decision, it's good. But people who walk an aisle and get on their hands and knees before an almighty God tend to keep those decisions a little bit better. This morning, with heads but eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning. And you've never had the moment of salvation. And you know it. There's never been a day where you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've never had that moment of salvation. Very quickly this morning with heads bowed, eyes closed. And I don't know if there's any. But even if there's one, I'm going to say a prayer. It's not magic. But if you will word a simple prayer like this, you this morning can have a moment of salvation. You can ask Jesus to be your Savior. Pray something like this. Dear Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know I cannot save myself, but Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I believe in you, Jesus, as my savior for now and all eternity. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never been baptized and you know it. And maybe you've been putting it off. Well, this morning, we're gonna have people getting baptized. The baptism is ready. Maybe you need to make that decision this morning. And if that's you, in a second, we'll let you come down to the front, talk to one of our men, and they'll help you. But this morning, could I ask you, maybe your decision is this. You know, I've been coming to church, but when I leave church, that's where the spiritual ends. I want Jesus to stay with me. I, I, I want him to be a part of my life, not just at church, but everywhere. Maybe that's the decision you need to make this morning. With heads bowed, eyes closed, let's all stand to our feet this morning. If you would. And as the piano plays, if you need a decision. By the way, if you're not moving, just heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's let's have a prayer time, if you would. If you need to make a decision, why don't you come forward this morning. Do business with God and you're going to see movement. People are making decisions right now. Don't be distracted with your connection. What decision do you need to make you get saved this morning maybe you want to share with the church i trusted jesus in my pew we'd love to hear about it maybe it's baptism hey we'll take care of it right now we'll take care of it right now maybe you see to talk with god Coming, we are in no rush this morning. I love seeing people make decisions for the Lord. Amen.
3: Thank you, Billy TJ. Maybe the Lord is impressed on your heart to follow in Church membership, we'd love to take care of that right now. If you'd like to come forward, we're thankful for what God's doing and how God is working. Many, many have followed Lord in salvation and now baptism and maybe you'd like to join the church or make another decision allow God to work in your heart as the piano plays you may be seated Uh, we have some decisions that were made uh, this morning that we want to make public um, as a few are um, getting changed right now for baptism and thank you brother tj and appreciate that message thank you teenagers uh, for taking the time and i know it's not always easy getting them in front of everyone but you did a great job Uh, Right now we have uh, Wayne and Jan Vissers, raise your hand over there, Wayne, Jan, and uh, they want to join the church this morning, and so all in favor say aye. Aye. All right, it carries. Welcome to the family. We look forward to serving the Lord together, and uh, God bless you. And then uh, Joy Joy Hall, Joy, I saw you over there, okay. Uh, Joy also would like to place her membership here, and of course was a part of the starting point last week, and... And Joy, we're so glad that you want to come be a part of us. All in favor, say aye. aye. All right, it carries. Welcome to the family, Joy. And uh, we're so excited to have you and serve the Lord together. She'll also be uh, teaching first grade this year in our school. We're excited for that as well. Uh, we have Adrian Thomas following, following the Lord in baptism. We have, is it Tegan? Did I say it right? Tegan LaPold, baptism. Ryan Vestal. Adrian Thomas. Uh, Tyler Olson as well. Did I get everybody? Okay. And so they're getting ready, getting changed at this time. We'll watch them get baptized. We're going to do the announcement video at this time. And then right after baptism, we'll be on our way. Thank you for being here, being in your place. Uh, please know um, that God loves you and this pastor loves you, and we're excited about what God's doing. Hope you can be back tonight. I'll be preaching a message, uh, life of Ananias and Saul, and and how God uh, um, brought Saul to Christ. And what an exciting time that will be! So look forward to that. Let's show the video this time. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Good morning and thank you for joining us today. We hope this morning's service was a blessing to you. Join us tonight at 5 for a sermon from Pastor Lehman.
9: The Grandview Nursery is looking
4: for volunteers to serve once or twice a month. If this is a place you'd like to serve, please sign up at the welcome desk or see Miss Alicia Lehman.
5: Our Young Adult Conference will be held Friday and Saturday, August 11th and 12th with Pastor Kirk Skelly. The conference cost is only $25 and starts on Friday at 5, with Saturday sessions beginning at 8.30 a.m. and ending by 1. If you or someone you know is interested in attending, you can learn more from the information on the schedules at the Welcome Desk or by going to our website, grandviewcares.com forward slash events.
9: If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect Card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We would love to meet you, and you will receive a gift card. Have a great afternoon, and we will see you tonight at 5.
6: This is Adrian. Adrian and I will baptize you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. This is Tegan. Tegan, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Buried in the likeness of his death,
3: raised in the likeness of his resurrection.
6: This is Tyler. Tyler, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Buried in the likeness of his death. Raised in the likeness of his resurrection. We're good, we're good? On yep. This is Ryan. Ryan, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection.
3: Well, I think we had our baptism Sunday a week early, but I will say this: if you are interested in following the Lord in baptism, baptism is an outward expression, an inward decision. Man, we'd love to have you sign up for that. We'll we'll go ahead and baptize next week too if there's some people. But wasn't it a great day? I think we've clapped a lot today, haven't we? And I think heaven's happy. And let's go ahead and have a great day. You are dismissed. <laughs>